Welcome back to Wedlocked and Loaded. Wed, wed, wedlocked and loaded. You women. Do not lump us all in one category. You know so you girls, so you girls. And lie and stress the truth. You and try girls. to get us jammed up. First of all, I'm a whole ass woman, right? Think about no that. No disrespect. Sounds like it to me. So why can't y'all, why, what is it with men that they just can't walk away? Walk away. Depends how good it is. You don't want to give that away. Don't want to give that away. Hello, Buttercup. Hey. Sweet thing. Long time no see. I know it's been a while. I know. Tell me about it. So, <clears throat> um, I don't know if Shakira is gonna jump on. Um, you may have to pull her in. I think. Uh, um. So look out for her. Mm-hmm. Um. So, in the tradition of what locked and loaded greetings, um, and welcome to um, a special edition live broadcast and we're calling this Lotus Story. Um, Feel free to like, follow, share the live. Um, We will try our best to um, pull in questions and comments as they come in. Um, But I really wanted to frame this show with having a conversation of, you know, Leah and Shakira and and me kind of carefully uh, navigate a little bit and also just ask um, questions that I really thought of from a man's perspective. Um, So I think that was important to kind of frame it. So why? why? You know, I just think it, no, because I I had a thought and my thought was like, what, what makes a man a man? That's a different show, babe. I know it's a different show, but that that's just been, you know, all up in here. Well, that's a very different show. Um, so shout out to those that I see so far. Shout out to um Moonlight and and Trina and um I think Simone also. Um, do you see her in the um room yet? No. Mm-mm. Okay. She should be on in a minute. Oh, you know what? What I could do is, let me do this. Let me prompt. Let me ping a little bit. Wait a minute. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let me do this. We're gonna talk about the mess. Huh? I said we're gonna talk about the mess. Mess. Messy mess. And there's more, more developments. Always. Yeah. All right. So, in the interim, while we're waiting for um, while we're waiting for Shakira to join, I just want to frame um. Uh, so this is directly from the documents, um, of the case. So I just want to, while I'm reading this, keep, keep a. Oh, she is in the room. She's All right. In the room. So. so if you know how to pull her in, pull her in. Otherwise, um, Shakira, request um, request to join, and Leah should be able to pull you in. So while we're doing this, um, I just want to highlight directly from the uh, court docs of what um, Cassie is accusing um, Diddy of. And I think these are just some of them, because I think there's many. But 
raped Miss Ventura, which is Cassie's name, Cassandra Ventura, raped Miss Ventura in her own home after she tried to leave him, often punched, beat, kicked, and stomped on Miss Ventura, resulting in bruises, burst lips, black eyes, and bleeding, blew up a man's car after he learned that he was romantically interested in Miss Ventura, which is rumored to be Kid Cudi, forced Miss Ventura to engage in sex acts with male sex workers while masturbating and filming the encounters, ran out of his apartment with a firearm in pursuit of a rival industry executive whom he learned was nearby, demanded that Miss Ventura to carry his firearm in her purse just to make her uncomfortable and demonstrate how dangerous he is, and um, introduced Miss Ventura to a lifestyle of excessive alcohol and substance abuse and required her to procure illicit prescriptions to satisfy his own addictions. <clears throat> so, and I think that's just, that's, that's some of the things. That's not all of the things. Mm -hmm. um, are you able to get her in? So I added her as a moderator because that was the only option. Um, no, that's not. Did she request to join? No. no, not yet. Okay. So, you know what? I don't know if um, this might be easier. So, Shakira, I don't know if you joined my live as Daniel Laurent, but log out or get out of this and then join um, Wedlocked and Loaded live, and then request to join and that way Leah can pull you in um, <clears throat> I think that's probably what it is mm -hmm. um, um, oh yeah yeah so get out of it get out of it and then um, just join wedlock and loaded's oh. live and then oh. just request okay. and that should mm -hmm. that should fix that that'll be easy okay. so um, I move to you as a moderator Stop messing stuff up, Leah. No one told you to do that. Wow. See? You always, you know what I mean? Never fails. Always. Always just doing your thing. Um, all right. So I wanted to read the the, the charges. Um, just from that, while we're waiting for Shakira to join, um, what are your thoughts on what I just read, what you're hearing, the time? and social media, social circles? Like, what are your thoughts about it, period? Um, I'm definitely not surprised, right? Um, because, you know, oddly enough, I feel like before this, this, this story came out, we were talking about the industry. Hey, Shakira. Um, and, you know, as, as I was saying before, like, when you have so much money and so much power and you've done so much of the regular stuff, you will potentially venture into some unmarked territory to flex that power, right? So I'm absolutely not surprised about these allegations um, against Diddy, against anyone in the industry. Um, you know, it's it it definitely saddens me that, but I mean, it's it's not surprising, but it saddens me um, in regards to the abuse of power and the levels that um, he's accused of taking it. Hmm. 
Well, so um, Shakira, just before you joined, I don't know if you um, did you hear what I what I read just to, of some of the things he's accused of. I didn't hear what you read, but I've been reading it. And okay. It is very disturbing. Okay. Um, and then just also, so I wanted to get your thoughts on um, on you know what I framed it for Leah was you know of the the allegations. Um, the the climate, the banter back and forth on social media and social circles, whatever you want to comment on, I wanted to get your comment. Before that, I wanted to just read to everyone. Um, so a lot of these things are coming to fruition or coming to coming out um, is due to the New York Adult Survivors Act. Um, which was signed by New York Governor Kathy Hochul. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but in tw in 2022, and um, it basically opened a one-year window for adult survivors of sexual assault to sue their alleged abusers, regardless of when the abuse occurred. So, just to frame it, and I think you know, there's a lot of talk of like, oh, all this is coming out now, and this, you know, everyone want to get their coins before the end of the right. year. It's, it's a money grab. It, yeah, it's a much more layered, and there's a reason for it, right? So I wanted to just kind of frame it that way. So Shakira, you, um, you know, give your thoughts on on anything about this in particular, because we'll take it in different places. So my thoughts on the um, commentary about this is all of a sudden, this is about money, where is this coming from? Um, it takes on average up to seven times uh, for a victim of domestic abuse uh, to come forward and say, this has happened and finally escaping and staying away from the abusive um, circumstances. And that's with anybody, regardless of money, you know, status, that is with anyone. It can take up to seven times. Um, you would think, right, that people, th the fact that this is happening in every home, we know somebody, whether it's, you know, immediate family, a friend or whatever, you would think that people would have more compassion with the amount of people that we're losing on a consistent basis. Um, but I think what we're missing is, or what is not really being brought to um, understanding is that these, these people are looked at as a facade. Their life is, is glamorized with money and they have all these things. And so these things should not be happening to them, right? Mm -hmm. um, people have this idea that, you know, she participated, she was doing it, she was doing it for the money, she was all in for this and that. And now, you know, maybe the money's dry or whatever the case may be, now she's, you know, somebody's put a battery in her back. And the reality of it is, and until it happens to you or someone you know, you have no idea the burden she's carried in all this time of not telling her story. Um, I truly believe the things that she shared has happened. I'm also looking at the amount of people who are coming forward and saying, I've always had your back. I've always said, you know, when you're ready, you know, we'll be there. And that is the healthy way to do it. I'm grateful that people did not take her status and his status and, you know, out her in the sense of what she's been experiencing behind closed doors. I'm grateful that people have allowed her grace to tell her story when she was ready, because without that, we could have seen something and we can still see something detrimental in the sense of suicide ideation, anything, right? And so there's so many moving parts to this, but my hope is that this brings more awareness to how real this issue is regardless of status. 
Um, and so I'm hoping that as much as people are giving their, their, their take on things they know nothing about, that it's making people consider how they're responding to the people they know who are Cassie's and who are Giddy's. And so that for me is just like, I'm, I'm looking at what people are saying in a negative concept, but I'm also looking at the people who have been silent. And it says a lot. Yeah. Let me ask you this, and I think, um, are you using um, headphones? I am. Can you not hear me? Let me take a mic. I can't. It's can, but it's, it's really it's like, Yeah, like you're in a wind tunnel. Um, but your message was clear, so nothing was compromised. It just it it compresses the sound a little bit. Um, let me ask you both, um, and I'll weigh in in a second. Have you personally unfriended or unfollowed anyone based on? I I definitely unfollow Diddy. Um, definitely. I have definitely unfollowed people. It, it blows my mind, people who say to me, oh, I believe you. That what happened to you. Oh, my God. And they've cried and they've shown these this love and given these flowers. But they have the most nastiest things to say about someone they don't even know. No, right. So it made me think about do you really believe what I said happened happened because you don't even know this person and you are so sold on she's lying she's doing this for money and so yes I've unfriended people that I know personally because I you you can't you can't piss on my feet and tell me it's raining you know you can't be okay with something happened to someone you don't even know and have this idea because socially everybody feels that way but then to me because you know me and you're close to me you get it right and that's not to say that people don't it just i think ignorance is just showing its head with with something like this and i've, I've made a, a conscious decision to to back away from some folks yes i have mm -hmm. um i haven't i haven't um because anyone that i follow right now um, I'm not seeing the negative con um, conversations. I'm seeing more of the support, more of the I believe, I believe. I never followed Diddy to begin with. Um, so, so no, I haven't. If there needs to be, you know what I'm saying? If I come across something that makes me feel uneasy just because of my own story, then absolutely. And so that would, and be, that would be with a conversation, right? Yeah. And not, not because i owe it to that person but i owe it to myself um i mean when i asked the question it was more for you know people um you know locally you know but i think i i appreciate how it was answered on both ends mm -hmm. but i've definitely unfriended uh four people right um and it's just a lot of it's a lot of um um, it's just very interesting, and I think it's interesting for men to feel the need to 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 weigh in at all, right? And if you're going to weigh in, how you weigh in is just very interesting. And I think people either silence is speaking louder than they are expecting it to, mm -hmm. or the commentary. You know, one dude blatantly put, "See, this is why I don't believe women when they say it anyway," because. Right. And everyone's focused and literally that that was a quote, right? And it opened up the floodgates of were you in that? No, you weren't in that. It was it was someone else. So someone else chimed in, there was a lot of back and forth and blah blah blah. Um now I don't know if he did that for engagement, which is just kind of trashy, or if he genuinely believes that. But I think what what 
what muddles what muddles this for some right and i did see like a really um intellectual way of uh, discussing this is um you know for people to come forward with their stories of abuse it takes so much to get to that point and whatever point it reaches you to, to be able to share it i think when there is there's there's money attached to it mm-hmm. it then sometimes because of people's own ignorance and denial and in addition to people abusing the legal system right and 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 taking this as a money grab so the same way we are i'm sure we all know people who have gotten into a little fender bender and it's like oh my oh my oh you know and you gotta now you gotta go to chiropractor you gotta do the whole you know what i'm saying um and it takes away from the people who really got injured in those cases and going through and really just trying to you know become whole again as much as possible so i think this um i think when it comes to civil in my opinion i think it's sometimes viewed differently versus criminal but with criminal and shakira you can speak to this more than i can it's really difficult to prosecute and prove said cases of of rape and domestic domestic violence right is, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I I want to weigh in really quick because I'm thinking about um, the reality of this whole thing is the psychological damage that has been done. Mm. Um, years of enduring sexual abuse, mental abuse, the financial abuse in the sense of I, I made you, I'm paying for you. I you know the the getting the breast implants and the removing the implants, and she can't wear this, she can't do that, and they, the, the psychological abuse, there are survivors who will say to you, this psychological damage was worse than the wow. And so when people say, oh, well, why now? Why is she coming out now and saying it has to do with the money they settled so fast? It wasn't so much the settling so fast on her part. It was more so to do with what was being covered up on Diddy's part, mm-hmm. because this this was not criminal and so criminal the charges and, and and let me just be clear this could still be picked up and he could still face criminal charges even mm-hmm. though this this payment for the civil suit the this the, whatever state this happened and all the states where she was trafficked oh honey they can pay, and 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 we have another case that we'll be looking at in the sense of he will be tried and hopefully justice will be served in that sense mm-hmm. but for um I can't help but to think about the psychological damage that she's endured. And I think for some people, especially me as a mom and Leah, you can wait. But when you think about the fact that she she's now a mother, mm. it's looking at the reality of a little bit different now mm-hmm. than it was her in survival mode. Now she has children. And so imagine if someone's weighing this thing over your head of, you know, what you've experienced, what videos they may have that they can out you about, out you with at some point, you have to worry about your children. And so I think in some aspects, that that role of a mother played a, a huge burden in the sense of her no longer wanting to have to live with that. Um, I, I just can't stop think, thinking about the psychological damage, the amount of people who knew, the embarrassment 
the shame, regardless to what fame she has, she's still human at the end of the day. Right. The settling so fast, it wasn't about the money. It was more about him not being exposed to his detriment. And so, and that's just Cassie. The amount of women and men, let's be clear, the amount of women and men that are going to come out and say, or have already come out and said what they have experienced. In my opinion, and I don't believe in cancel culture. I, I think, you know, there, there's a whole, I don't know, there's a bunch of stuff with that too. But I think that we are about to see a major shift in the culture of music. Um, I, I showed you earlier um, the, the, the situation with Aaron Hall. Um, and, and how young his child's mother was. She was 16. Mm -hmm. So it, it, I think we also too need to address and really um, address the elephant in the room in terms of the culture that we, we grew up in and, and, and black music that we've heard and the things that was okay because socially it, it was cool, right? Um, that struggle, that all those things. And so there's a bunch of moving parts with this whole Cassie and Diddy situation. What I love about it, Daniel, is the fact that you're speaking up as a man of color, also someone who's in the music, um, but you're doing it with your wife in a way where you're including other survivors to feel seen and supported because that's the that's the main thing. Um, Cassie is getting that 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 feeling seen and supported. But I, all I can think about is that's someone said to me before: Beyonce don't live where we live. So we got to reach the Cassies and the Diddies who live in Dorchester, Roxbury, Mattapan, right. to address those, those folks, right? We can talk all day and weigh in about these famous folks. They ain't thinking about us. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you're because I think that this will really shed light on the Cassies and our families and our neighborhoods at our workplace. Uh, and everybody don't have money to settlement, right? That, that That's not coming. Um, a lot a lot more of us, especially in the state of Massachusetts, are bearing the burden of having to lose jobs and wages and, and going into homelessness and foreclosures of houses. We don't have that outcome like Cassie did. And it's not so much because Cassie, let's be clear there. It's because of the differences in the economic barriers that we face coming from where we come from. And so just put that out there. And um that's a perfect Leah unless you wanted to weigh in it's a perfect segue for the next part did you want to weigh in on on that no I mean she definitely said it all okay um and so you know to your point um in in the music you know I'll speak for me so as a man and, and a lot of this is is newer for me I've always known of different things happening that I didn't agree with, but it was kind of like, ah, oh, you know, not really, it's not my business. Let me, you know, it was kind of that, that approach. But, um, as a black man, as, as someone who grew up and identified with hip hop. So unlike, you know, Haitians or Jamaicans or Dominicans or Puerto Ricans or anyone that, that, that has this culture that they celebrate, and they have their parades and they have their flags and they have their foods and all these things that identify with where they come from. I never felt like I had that. Mm -hmm. So for me, hip hop was that thing. The breaking and the graffiti and the music and just when you shake somebody's hand, that's hip hop. The way I eat my food, that's hip hop. The way I wear my clothes, that's hip hop, right? And you can, it's almost like Fight Club. Like somebody walks in a room, you could tell 
a square, right? You could tell somebody that's, ah, they don't know. You know what I'm saying? Versus like somebody walking around, what up? You know, like if somebody says, what's up, yo? It's like, ah, come on. You know, you're a pole. You're so it, it, it's, it's tough as a man now on learning all these things that I grew up with, that I celebrated. And I tell a story of Dr. Dre's video where the girl was playing volleyball, I think it was, and they came from behind and they ripped their top off and ran and was laughing. And I remember laughing at that. And I was like, ah, you know, and it's like, that's not, that's not it. You know what I'm saying? And, and the music that we celebrated and listened to, that it was blatant. You know, we look at, at years later with, with R. Kelly, you know, even calling himself the Pied Piper, right? Is 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 very blatant with the things that was being done and his actions, and that's kind of now happening with Diddy, where you going back and looking at he's literally saying things and doing things. Um, so anyway, I wanted to I wanted to ask about this. Um, what what are your thoughts on predatory behavior, and what does grooming look like? to both of you because i think that's the big part segueing from cassie and diddy now we're getting into other parts right so it's interesting um i was online this morning or last night i don't remember um and gloria velez was like she pretty much called out luke for you know being a groomer right <laughs> and you know initially his response boss was like yeah talk your stuff you know what i mean like he it, everything that was being said went over his head and then he made a post i didn't listen to the whole thing but he was like oh you know i make people sign um non-disclosures and you know i i didn't even know what grooming meant and i just found out what that meant and that's not what i you know i didn't do that <sighs> anyone can be a groomer anyone can be a predator right literally I think that what happens is, for the most part, is that, you know, for whatever reason, you you become a mark, right? And and by that, I mean, you know, like when I think about um, the first time that I was sexually assaulted, I'm eight years old, right? And my thought is, you know, my, my, my neighbor, she's like, oh, you know, let's go to Shebu, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, you know. I don't want to ask my mom for any money. And so she's like, well, ask, you know, ask your grandfather. He wasn't my biological grandfather. Um, and I was like, nah. and I didn't ask. He overheard the conversation, right? He's an old man. He knew mm -hmm. exactly what he was doing, right? And for him, it was, oh, I have something that, she wants or that she needs and so i'm going to use that as a means to get something that i want or that i need right and so that's what i mean by becoming a mark if, if you are walking around you know not understanding who you are not understanding your worth having low self-esteem and that can come from many from from many for for many reasons right that could be for many reasons but there's something that the predators can pick up on in that and use that against you. Like pheromones. Leah, you, you, I have chills. Um, I have chills. 
I was around the same age, if not a year or two younger when it started to happen to me. Mm -hmm. um, kind of the same thing I, I talk about it in the book that's coming, but um, when it first started happening to me, I was around that same age and it was my brother's friend who would always stay the night. It was people who were always at our house. And mm -hmm. so these are people, predators are people who um, they know you're unprotected. They know, you know, what, when to make a move. They know what the consequences could possibly look like. They know how much they would get away with. They know what to, to get, whatever it is that they're trying to get to, to the advantage. Um, for me, the individual would come and I wasn't, this wasn't even something I knew anything about or even was interested in. Um, but he would come and stay the night. And when everybody would fall asleep, he would wake me up and put red lipstick on me and ask me for kisses and, you know, weird things. And I never, ever spoke about it because it was like, for me, it was, we, this is somebody who's harming me, but yet he's sitting at the table, you know, he's welcomed here. So this mm -hmm. In the sense of, you know, I'm a child. And so I'm acting as a child. And I, in hindsight, I'm thinking to myself, I had to have had some sort of change behavior that would have alerted an adult something has happened. Right. And so maybe those things were overlooked because it continued to happen. And then it went from that person to other, other individuals. And today I'm, I'm in community with some of these people. Mm -hmm. um, I, and, and, you know, again, oh, um, I, the predators. Yeah. I have chills because of the fact of the cultural norms of what we grew up in, in the society and the world that we lived in when we were coming. Um, I wouldn't say it was so much normal. It was, it just, it was what happened. And right. Everybody was quiet about it. You know, we don't talk about this outside of this house that right. happened, but it never happened. Right. You know, tell me, you don't tell nobody else. Mm hmm. That at school, you don't sit at the doctors, and so um, I can only imagine the um, the amount of pe people who are struggling with whether or not to address their childhood um, experiences, such as we're doing right now, and how the, the 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 way it is happening so consistent. It seems to be the theme, if you will, in so many different cultural aspects. Whether it's the music, it's the movies, it's you know the movement, it's the thing to do, it's the whatever. There's so many people who have these same stories, whether they are boys or girls. Right. Um, I think creating safe spaces to allow people to share their experiences and really feel seen and supported, but also to making sure that those wraparound services happen. Um, and that they, it's, it's not what we think should be taking place is what they wanna see happen. I'm really big on our team making sure that the 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 survivorship, uh, you know, is all what the the survivor is looking for, not us saying what they have to do, and right, so what they need and what they should want. Mm -hmm. In terms of predators, again, to your point, Leah, it could be anybody. It could be anybody. it was it was an older man for you, same situation for me. Also, two young men. It was women, um, and so. It's devastating. It is. It is devastating. But in terms of the grooming, that I, from a public health perspective, I'm constantly thinking about the social determinants of health and why people continue to be victimized in such a way, right? Where, where either it's some sort of economic value, um, it's a place to stay, it's you know some sort of status, right? Or just for some people, just having somebody in their corner or feeling like they have relationship staying with predators that there really isn't a relationship it's just an exchange of 
some evil doing. And so I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up about grooming because the amount of women and men who have worked with us one-on-one -on -one and shared, I was groomed in this way. And, and the way it manifests for everybody is different because sexual assault and domestic violence or domestic abuse is really a, a, a phenomenon. It's a, it's a combustion of behaviors, emotions and actions and beliefs and ideas. And so it differs from person to person. And so for some people that grooming is, this is what made me, this is who I am and I'm gonna be this to the day I die. And then for others, it's like, this happened to me and this wasn't safe and that, that shouldn't have happened. And they do something about it, whether it's changing their lives, being that helicopter overprotective parent to their own children or advocating on behalf of others, right? And so again, me too, Leah, <laughs> me too. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you raised that because I think it's important. And I, I wanna also really drive to the point that it is important to stress that men are also groomed as well. Absolutely. Let me let me ask you both this. Um, and there's a bunch of other things. And Lee, I don't know if there's comment. I see like you know. Um, mm -hmm. no so heart. I'll, I'll stop for one second. I just see Moonlight. Um, she said victims without money are sometimes viewed differently. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Um, fancy Trina said. Um, I agree with you both. Um. People view you as people view you based off of you know the your money, right? They look at your your economical status and they 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 assume things like, oh, this can't be because you know they have this much money, or this has to be because they broke. <laughs> there's no in between. So absolutely, as his husband jealous, and he's the one that told her to do this. And... Yeah. So there's two things that I wanted to ask, and I wanted to um, have as brief and concise answers because there's a bunch of other things I wanted to get to, but in, in line with what we were just talking about. Um, so one, I'll ask, is there a high amount of societal shame in coming forward as a victim? First answer, the, the, yes, <laughs> yes. Is it, is it your? you're considered lab are you labeled as weak and a scarlet letter put on you or can it be used as empowerment like what do you what do you think about that so i i'll say this i'll say you know the first time it happened to me um again i was eight and you know i told my mom like initially i i hid i hid in the closet right i remember hiding in the closet and i can hear my mother looking for me she was frantically looking for me right and she ended up finding me immediately she knew something was wrong what she didn't know i told her she acted um you know he had another we were living in his house because my mom was dating her son um his son um and you know, my 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 abuser had a different home. Like he would just come over there every now and then because it was his house and he could, right? And so we ended up, we moved out. He, you know, we, um, it was just wild, right? I remember being taken to his house to face my accuser, right? And the, the my mother's boyfriend at the time, you know, he was bullshit. Like he was livid. 
And I, I had that support, right? I felt like I had that support. On the flip side, we ended up moving out. You know, we got our own place, which um, well, we actually moved into a shelter. And the relationship between my mom and him fizzled out. So it's like, you know, he supported us. He supported me. Um, you know, the the thought we never pressed charges, but you know, at least I got to confront him and 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 um ha have him admit that he did what he did, right? But then it's like after that, then what, right? Because the reality is, is he can do it to another somebody, and he probably been doing it to another somebody for a long fucking time, you know. Um, to your point about shame, yes, that's me hiding in the closet. You know what I'm saying? That's that's shame. That's being um, afraid. That's being confused. You know, that's absolutely feeling violated, hurt, mad. Like, oh my God, like I should have seen that coming. I should have known better, right? So this, it's that self-blame when none of it had anything to do with you or me, right? So, so pause there. Is that same? Is that those same emotions and shame and and self evaluation and, and guilt at eight years old the same as a twenty six year old and a thirty five year old? It absolutely can be. Mm -hmm. It absolutely can be, especially if it's the first time that it's happened to them. It can be the hundredth time that it's happened to them because you're constantly saying, "Yo." Do I have a fucking mark on my head that's saying, hey, come do this to me. Come try me. Come do this to me. Right? So you can absolutely, and then you can also feel like, yo, why does this keep happening to me? You know, I know for me, I don't know about you, but for me at some point, I was like, yo, I'm just not going to say no no more because guess what? They're going to fucking take it anyway. You know? So, yeah, I, I agree with you on all of that. I also will say that to some extent, support systems and individuals who really have your back, that can shift things. But sometimes it's in the moment, if I'm going to be, because mm -hmm. yourself and you have to face that inner child and you have to face those things that have happened to you or continues to happen to you. Like Leah said, feeling like you, and I felt like that for so long. Like, do I have this damn, like, what's on my back? Like, what's happening? Why does this keep, and in adult relationships, why do I keep going through this? Why is this keep happening? And so, Yes, it can. It, having a support system can shift your mindset in a moment or even for a period of time. But when you have unhealed trauma, that thing keeps coming back, right? And then when you start to feel like, okay, I've healed, I've done this, I've forgiven that, I've done the work on me, and that, and you try to approach things again, and then it happens again. It's like, okay, wait, wait. So what, what did? I, so I didn't really do the work, and so now there's that self doubt. It's that, you know, feeling a certain way. And so for me, I can speak for myself and say, sometimes I feel survivor's guilt, especially mm -hmm. I'm constantly having to tell people that there's freedom on the other side of abuse. And I'm still going through it, having left the relationship six years ago. I'm being abused through the system. I'm going through the abusive litigation now, right? And so it's still happening. And so, yes, there's, there's moments where it's all good, but I'm constantly having to look over my shoulder. That is never going to go away from me. And so it's really taking time to myself because I never want what I'm feeling personally to spill out and what we're doing um, uh, professionally with individuals. These are people's lives we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, that shame and that guilt 
It could happen at eight. It could happen at 30. It can happen at 50. It does not matter. Um, and so I, I, I just want to say to Leah, I hear you. I see you. Um, what happened to you? What I, and I know you know this. None of it was your fault. Mm -hmm. What you always ask is if your inner child were running towards you, what would that child be saying? And I hear you saying, you know, what happened to me took place, but it doesn't define who I am. And I also see you doing the work in the sense of, because you've been behind the scenes a little bit with A Cry For Me, but mm -hmm. in, within you, you've been coming out more um, and being more um, transparent. And I appreciate that 100%. Because for sometimes it seems like, well, everybody's a domestic violence advocate. Everybody's talking about domestic abuse because that's the theme now. That's the thing to do. But as we talked about before, people know we, we know our people in any room. We, we can smell us. We, can, we, we know who we are in the room. And so I appreciate the fact that you are taking your platforms in the way that you're doing it and the way you're bringing it forward. Um, and you're being real about it. And you're, not, and you're being unapologetic as fuck. And I appreciate that. <laughs> because sometimes we have to do this code switch where we got to be so educational, especially for me in spaces that we can't. And so I always appreciate when I'm in the room with people who look like me and we're talking about real things that we go through. Not that other races and cultures don't go through it, but we are overly represented. And so I'm always saying, and anyone who knows me know this will say, I'm always asking, where are the other women of color? I can exception. And so I'm grateful that we are sharing this space to bring awareness, but I also think it is shifting the paradigm in the sense of we can do this together. There's room for both of us. Right. And today you bring to this to this this movement, to this to this marathon, if you will, a calm about it all. Because sometimes I just wanna, like I said to Daniel, you want your you want your lick back, right? But at the end of the day, we have to remember that there are other black and brown girls that look like us. And we have to approach this work from a, a, a standpoint of we see one another. And I think that's the main thing in this work itself as black and brown women in the movement towards disrupting domestic abuse and sexual assault is that we got to really have each other's back. So I appreciate you. And I wanted to make sure I said that. I'm sorry, D, if I took a little bit of time, but I no, want that was but that was personal. That was perfect, and that leads so, so Thank that leads to, that leads to two other questions. Um, is <clears throat> I don't know if, which order I should. All right, let me just say in this order. So, is there ever redemption for an abuser, and what can that look like moving forward for someone has done something in the past or done some things in the past? They they've got to want to change behavior is redemption. Um, acknowledging that you've caused someone harm, um, addressing what, you know, risky behaviors you yourself have that, you know, constitute you performing these behaviors and really doing that work to really get yourself um, in a position. At, at first, Daniel, when I started this, I wanted nothing to do with anybody because I didn't see the point. Mm. Um, the more that we do this work, there is a need to work with both sides. However, <laughs> Let me be clear. I'm not looking for them. Mm. If, and you say this is what you 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 want the help. You know you you want to address the issue. You want to go through all the necessary steps to redeem 
yourself to whatever that looks like for you, yeah, we can we can find space, providing we're not working with the other side. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I think I will defer to Julia because um, the issue just continues to grow. Um, and as much as I'm raising my son to be someone that no one's daughter will ever have to to heal from in, in a sense of any form of harm, um, I, I can't. I don't I don't know. There's a saying of, you know, return to cinder. I stopped doing that because I don't know who's causing harm in my own backyard. Mm. And so being said, I, I don't return energy. I just continue to pray and remain true to who I am. So, yes, I do believe that there's hope in some sort of, you know, support that can happen for abusers. But I will tell you um, without any any. <laughs> Without a doubt that we, I believe survivors, I believe people who have gone through it, but I also truly believe that abusers have been abused at some point in their life. And so for me, there are certain things I'm looking for when you're coming to me as an abuser and saying, I'm looking for help. Um, it, it, sometimes, right, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Sometimes it's that step to take so that you look good in the courtroom. You can check that out. And so now you can, continue this process of abusive litigation to the other side. And so I'm, I'm, it, it all depends. Um, and so I guess I, I guess I will say, I think it can happen. Um, I just haven't seen enough of it. So I do think that um, accountability is, is one way of, of redemption, you know, taking accountability for your actions, right? And taking the, 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 the correct steps to make sure that um, you don't continue this 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 behavior, right? Um, I was, you know, in my line of work, which you know, I I just did not think that, um, you know, I, I felt like you know, I felt like I, I dealt with, I you know, I dealt with my my trauma, right? Via therapy, via talking about it, just I've dealt with it, and it and I was always okay with talking about it however last year um i was just you know i would come home I'm like yo i can't be at work there's just so much going on and you know they're like yo what's it? like you work work with you know a very young population like what can absolutely be going on that has you feeling like you can no longer return to work right and so i say all that to say to piggyback Back off of what you said but just i just started thinking and i'm like you know we you know as as women right we carry the trauma that was passed on from generations of generations of generations of generations and when we do that that when we when we conceive that child also carries that right they're born with that you can love your child as hard as you possibly can love anything but that trauma is still embedded in that in their dna right and for whatever reason it didn't that didn't click to me until literally probably september right and it's just like yo so even if they were not physically assaulted they're carrying that trauma with them and now they are living that trauma 
trauma out loud and causing pain to others. Sometimes they don't know why they're doing it. And it's just because it's, it's in them. But the problem is, is I feel like they can be helped and we all can be helped if it's, if it's, if it's, if, if it's stopped being swept underneath the rug. Like if we're talking about it out loud and getting the services that we all need and, and, you know, I understand, you know, um, not being able to afford it, you know, based off of um, economic status, right? But sometimes you don't necessarily always have to pay for those services. If you just find someone to actually have a listening ear, someone that you can trust, and I know that's also hard to find people that you can also trust, right? But at the end of the day, there, there are a lot more, um, there are a lot more um, options than we had back in the day. Um, so the other question I had was, what can men do as a whole to be loud allies in a fight against domestic abuse, I'll say, and not violent, I'll say domestic abuse. Um, from both of you, what is something, if you had a magic wand and pixie dust, right, like what would you say? I, I think I'll, I'll just go first because I feel like my answer will be very short. Um, I would say, one, just be accountable for your actions and, and hold up the people that's in your circle accountable for theirs. You know, if you're unsure what that looks like, because the the abuse can be just a simple uh, manipulation. And I say simple because it's something that's not really necessarily seen all the time or or, or, um, or talked about um, when it comes to abuse. Right. Oh, I don't want you to wear that. You know what I mean? Or Oh, I don't um, let me. He just, you know, I mean, I joke with you a lot, Daniel, and tell you, like, oh, I just want you to tell me, yo, let's go. Don't pack a bag. Let's go. Right? Because that's, that's definitely a dream. However, that's my dream. <laughs> right? It's not everybody else's. But that sense of that sense of controlling, you know, what your partner does, wears, says, talks like, thinks like, you know, that emotional and, and, and mental manipulation and control is, is, absolutely something that people need to pay attention to and realize that that's that's also a form of abuse it's not love your turn <laughs> um as you were talking i'm thinking about first self-accountability to your point leah um because sometimes um for for those of us who have never felt protected in any way someone from a male uh, perspective, trying to insert themselves in that way, um, it could it could be overwhelming. It could feel like you're trying to you know cause further harm because we're not used to that. Um, and and then for, for you know at the same time, it's your your body language, it's your demeanor, it's your approach, and all those things. And so really being accountable to having that emotional intelligence on how you approach someone. Um, and then also to holding folks around you accountable um, in the sense of, of, you know, what speaking out when you see something. But then there are so many 
movements led by so many women, no matter what color. Um, and I think that finding those movements that, that speak to your mission and what it is you're trying to accomplish from a male perspective and really honing in on that and harnessing what it is that they're trying to do and just showing up and being in space and being transparent and being real, right? Um, and not, I, I think it's a big thing about supporting people um, loudly. Um, because it's one thing for you to send someone a message to say, I see you, I appreciate the work that you're doing for sisters. It's another thing for you to be in space for all of us as sisters. Um, and so I think that, but also too, for, for fathers, um, for big brothers and uncles and, and those who play a fatherly role, being um, present and, and being aware of what is happening to young people because the number of domestic abuse cases amongst our young people is out of control. And being in, in a voice of support and really holding our young men and our young women accountable in a sense of giving them some tools to have in their back pocket so that they can, they remember. So for me, I learned a game, if you will, and jumped off the porch at 10. And I learned it from females. And so my love for sisterhood is I'm learning, you know, it comes from wanting to undo the harms that I learned from women. And so um, I'm saying at the end of the day, what I'm saying is being accountable, also knowing where you fit in and, and not just trying to jump in because it's the theme, the thing to do. Um, it looks like something that, you know, will give you a pat on the back. It's, it's really, you know, finding what it is that you feel that you're going to be able to support somebody thoroughly and, and effectively with and really and really doing that. Whether it's just supporting on the back end, somebody supporting you with a cry for me. The men that showed up at your last event, I think that was men showing up and being loud about what it is that they stand for. And so I don't know. It, it looks different from person to person because everybody's being with this totally different. Um, so really quick, I wanted to just give like, so Moonlight's, um, when I asked about the redemption, she said it's death redemption. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. so I, yeah. well, so Moonlight said, when I asked, is there any redemption for abusers? She said, is death redemption? Um, and I completely get that. Um, listen to your body. Um, I, I believe this is talking about Cassie. She was with him for 13 years. She was a teenager. Nobody is the same person 13 years, let alone 13 days in a time span. She should not be bashed for speaking up. Completely agree. Mm -hmm. um, so the other question that I had, let's, let's go into um, trigger warnings, right? And I think, Shakira, you can, well, both of you, but, you know, Shakira, you maybe, um, you can take the lead on, on this. Um, do you think that they work? The reason why I asked that is because um, there was a, a article in the New Yorker um, in 2021, and there's been some other studies since then. Um, but its researchers suggest that trigger warnings do not reduce negative reactions to disturbing material. Actually, they increase them. Mm -hmm. um, it's like setting off. Um, you know what's going to happen. You know, you know, it, 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 it can even be a test, right? Um, it is that thing that's in the back of your mind that's like, I don't, I don't want to have to face that, right? Um, and so I, I agree. Trigger warnings. So trigger warnings are in place to give a heads up to the people who will, we don't know what that is going to look like, how that's going to manifest. There are people who will literally pass out. 
there are people who hyperventilate and they become, you know, psychologically, um, their, their behaviors become very different. They have these out-of-body experiences that they themselves cannot explain. Um, and, and it's embarrassing. It is very embarrassing. Um, but I think trigger warnings are essential because I think it's important to give grace to the people who are, are in the room who's going to hear things, you know, that they've lived, you know, um, in a way that is, we want to drive the point of how serious the issue is. Um, and, and domestic abuse and sexual assault is not a cute conversation. So trigger are a must in any space. I don't care how small or minimal the conversation will be. You need to always give a trigger warning because, again, in every space that we're in, there's always a good amount of people who come and say, so I'm 56 and I've never shared that this is happening to me or has happened to me. And when you give people trigger warnings and also too, to the point of allowing people the, the confidentiality that comes with those trigger warnings of not recording certain testimonies and things of that nature in certain spaces, you allow people grace to, to like hopefully Cassie had, which I believe she did, the opportunity to share when you're ready. There's nothing worse than someone just talking about something and now you feel compelled to say something because everybody's talking about it because that's how social norms happen. Leah, do you have anything to weigh in? Um, you know, uh, just to piggyback off of what Shakira said, I, I don't know how, how, how much value um, or if that value actually has... Um, Uh, I'm looking for the right word. Any qualifying, um, like if it has intrinsic value. Thank you. Um, but I think it it allows the person to fit to to figure out whether or not you know what. All right, this is this is some this is going to cover whatever, and right now I'm not in the space to receive that, so. I'm gonna head on out, right? It just gives them that option. Now, if mm. they if they have that op, and it's better to have the option as opposed to not having it, right? Because you don't know what will come out on the other side, as Shakira stated. Mm. You know. Um, let me ask. So, as we're coming to um a close, there's a couple of things that I wanted to make sure we we address. So, um, love bombing, right? Mm. Definitely a, a um, I, I don't think, I don't know when this word came about. I don't know how old it is, but I feel like I've heard it a lot in the past year. Um, I, I personally feel, okay, I'll, I'll take my feelings out of it. Let me give the definition. Um, uh, love bombing is a tactic in which someone bombs you with extreme displays of attention and affection with the intent to manipulate. Mm -hmm. I think that last couple of lines is crucial with intent to manipulate. Um, let me ask both of you, do you feel like love bombing is being misused and mishandled um, similar to no snitching <laughs> and a couple of other phrases that are always thrown about, right? Do you feel like they're being used in this proper context? Um, I feel like any term can be misused. That's that's anything can be misused, right? However, I think it's an absolute real thing. 
I think that, you know, you're, you're saying with, um, you know, in the definition, you're stuck on that last line where with the intent to manipulate, that, that's very important. But again, people don't even understand what that means, right? When they're actually doing it. And I'm not talking about the people on the other side that's, that's actually being manipulated, right? Like at the end of the day, you know whether you want to be with me or not, right? And you know, if you don't want to be with me, you know the things that's going to allow me to open up, to become more vulnerable, to show you my softer side, to get me to um, do what it is that you wanted me to do. You know, whether it's something sexual, whether it's something that has some monetary value, whatever. I don't feel, I think, I can only think of one person that misused it. What? Um, no. Huh? Personally, Personally. Uh, that, it, yeah. well, it wasn't me. I don't think it was me, but maybe no, it was. No, 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 it wasn't you that that misused it. But you know, it was it was we we know one person that misused it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a real thing, and I think it's it's nice to now. I it's yet you're hearing it so often because there's a term for it now, and it's nice to have a term for it. So let me push. So Shakira, before you weigh in on this, let me just say. So for me, on the receiving end, and maybe this is my 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 man ears and my man brain, but the reason why I'm stuck on the intent to manipulate, right, mm -hmm. is because again, man brain. What if I'm courting you, right, or I'm showing interest in you? Mm -hmm. Like, how, how, what's the differentiator uh, in, in that? So really quickly, right? So you're, you're, you're trying to court me or we're, we're dating, right? Or we're just friends with benefits. Like we're getting to know each other, right? And now here we are seven months down the line, right? There's no commitment being made, right? But you done did all the things to me. You done said all the things to me. You done took me all the places, but you are now refusing to commit right by saying oh i'm still not ready right love now you, you huh? i love you <laughs> you don't got me all of my feelings you got me showing up at your mama's house banging on the door at three o'clock in the morning right hey not me because i ain't never but i'm just saying <laughs> you got me busting out windows flattening tires right but but now I'm out here looking crazy. You knew that you didn't want to be in a relationship with me. You just out here testing out all your skills and stroking me right and spending money and saying all the right things, except saying that you want to be with me and you want to commit to me. But I love you. But I love you. Ooh, but I love you. So from a criminal justice perspective um that that intent is is the piece right um and so with that the terminology the definition um it is all um i i would look at the facts and circumstances right and i hate that i have to be the theoretical one in this but the reality of it is is the term is very interchangeable depending on the facts and the circumstance and so you can speak to two who are saying 
he love bombed me and you could possibly get two totally different stories with a hundred different you know things on each side um but the bottom line and the fact of circumstances is the intent to you nature to get what you want that never changes um but also too coming from a single parent home the youngest of six and you know you know all these things happening and you know being unprotected and feeling uns you know not seen and all the things someone loving you in a way where you've expressed these things have happened to me so i guess what i'm about to say and i'll cut it short here and say for for women who are at risk of being loved bombed a potential way that we protect ourselves is saving some of our lived experiences for ourselves because sometimes people who are intentionally using oh she ain't been loved right she ain't had a daddy and her mama what they will use those very things those same tools you're giving them about what you've experienced on you in reverse psychology to get what they want intentionally and so when people would say this to me, I didn't, I didn't really get it. But today we got to save some of my stuff for us because if we give too much of our lived experience that in, that are revolved around trauma and the need to feel loved and seen and somebody just to have your back, if you say these things to the wrong person, they gonna love bomb you till they get what they want, and then they're gonna leave you like a bad habit, or it will go into two and three and 10 years with no real commitment to Leah's point. And now you don't have all these kids and you know, you're, you're making everybody around you think it's something that it's not and people can see from the other side. So I think it's, it's very interchangeable and it, it depends on the facts and circumstances because there are some men who they just want to love you because they have not experienced that themselves. Mm -hmm. And some look as if I know this for me, being by myself for so long it's scary because it's like you trying to play a game with me but this is truly who they are and you it, so you got to look at all the facts and circumstances i want to know what your last relationship was like how you treat your mama your daughters because if that's your makeup if that's who you are that's who my son is so i don't want to think that everybody every man who love bombs is doing it with the intent to harm it all depends on what they grew up in. So for some men, they grew up around nothing but women. So it's natural for them to know how to respond. And, you know, and so it all depends. It all, it all depends. Um, but I think for those who might feel like they're being love-bombed, write down the, the, you know, when you feel this happening, what, what happened before, when they said it, and how you felt after, and, you know, what, you know how you stand with that. Because we have to also to own and, and, and take responsibility for what we allow to interrupt our, our, our spirits and what we table in terms of, you know, are, are we too receptive of anything that comes our way because we've gone without it for so long? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so two, two last questions. So one, um, I wanted to just give like Melanin Power said, we have to also take accountability, sis. He didn't have you doing anything. You did that. And I think that was to Leah to your extreme examples of busting out windows and stuff like that. Right. But I think that you were just showing the extreme cases of what manipulation can end up having you do. Um, so I wanted to just kind of give light. So thank you for your well, comment. I never did those things, but, but you're right. Well, you put, you had a bat to my car Don't once, but that's. Lying. Don't be lying. <laughs> No, no, 
no need to Aaron, no need to Aaron dirty laundry. But I mean, you know, I I, I remember what that, that Spalding bat looked like. So, um, is is being a woman? So let me give the definition um, of womanizer. Mm. Um, and these are a couple of different variations, but this is what I found was the most consistent. A man who engages in numeral casual sexual affairs with women. Mm. Um, um, is being a womanizer the same or in the same vein as being an abuser? Most womanizers are abusers. I haven't, I, I haven't met one that wasn't. Sorry. And yes, yes, because that is the mental and emotional abuse. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Sorry. Hey, no need to swear. Oh, sorry. Oh, these are learned behaviors, right? Because you you don't been with enough women to know, you know, you get like, it, it, someone said to me, womenizers go for single mothers with kids because they know she gonna cook, she got to clean, and she, you know, all these different things. So it comes with these set benefits, if you will. And so, yes, I agree with that. And I think it's abusive in the sense of too, Leah, I want, I, we're not giving someone consent or, or choice to say they're they're okay with being one of many. I think that's the other piece that's not talked about. I, I want to have the authority to say, yeah, I'm okay with it or I'm not. Let me have a choice, please. And if you don't allow me that, then yeah, I do feel like I was manipulated in a sense because you, you gave me a false um, pretense on what is happening and it's not it's not what I thought it was. And so now hearing about multiple women and your womanizing behaviors, I don't believe anything you say because you done told too many lies, right? So I think it's giving people the opportunity to have a choice. Um, and, and, and also too, let me be clear, that men are not the only ones who do this. Women do it very, but we, oh, they do it very well. So, so wait a minute, so are, they, are there women womanizers? Holy granolas. Holy granolas. They, they do it well, I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. Leah, I see that face. I see you. <laughs> you was a woman womanizer in your past life. I see that face. I know what it is. Yeah, I hooked that fish. I hooked that big fish and railed it. All right. So anyway, um, so last question I have, and then I wanted anyone to give final final thoughts. Um, if I'll say that there is a, uh, that. I absolutely, um, I can say that I was right in my young years um but i learned from the best i learned from one of the best you know what i'm saying because it was one of those things where you know what i had enough of my, i had enough trauma right so i'm what i refuse to do is allow you to 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 use me emotion you know to get to me emotionally right like you're not gonna hurt me you can hurt me physically but you can't hurt me i'm not gonna allow you to hurt me emotionally right so i'm not gonna be that for you so that was my only sense of control that i had in some of the relationships that i've had yeah i was one of them i can speak to it um if 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 there was an <laughs> if there was an abusive act that occurs how best can the victim identify and point out to allow course correction from the person that did it. Does that make sense? Are we talking about, well, what type of abuse so, are we talking about? So if, if me and you are in a relationship 
and I do something to you, right? Um, what what are some of the red flags that can help you, you, Leah, identify that I did something that was wrong? And then in turn, how can you identify that to me to allow me to course correct? I mean, I think just one, knowing and understanding what that is or what that feels like. So, you know, if something was done, i.e. let's use the example of um, I'm going out with my friends and you know this already and now it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm just leaving, right? And now you're like, oh, what? You're leaving now? You can't go. I don't, now, I don't want you to go, right? So now you're, you're kind of of policing my body in a sense of saying like you know i don't want you to leave the house at this time when you know that that's when i go out this is the time that i normally leave right not because you want to do anything or you want to talk about anything like you just want to have that type of control over over me right i, I think in that moment if the person chooses to go or not if she chooses to stay right let's say she chooses to stay now we can have a conversation about why you felt that that was okay and also talk about how that made me feel and let's flip it how would that make you feel and what would you do if the shoes were reversed so at the end of the day being able to actually identify your feelings and your thoughts during that time and um being able to actually have a conversation with the person with your person is one way for me. And so being transparent. So the example that Leah just gave is absolutely something that I've done before, right? Mm -hmm. Several times of, in my mind, I never took that as being abusive or controlling. Like I had my ways, I had my reasons for justifying it, right? Because I think it was more in a moment of like, you said you were going out, okay, fine. But I mean, in this, in this layers, and I've kind of been vocal about it, um, it kind of makes it a little long to explain why, right, with different things. Um, but in my mind, I'll get prepared of like, okay, Leah's going out, fine, blah, blah, blah. As time goes and goes, in my mind, yeah. I'm thinking that maybe the plans change and she's not going. So then when I see her getting super cutesy and looking in the mirror and doing the final touches, and I'm looking, it's 1130. And I know that we're in Boston and everything closes at two, right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so you're getting all doll to leave just to be gone for an hour. Like, how's it? So in my mind, all these things are happening. Um, but Leah's absolutely been like, look, you said, hey, I'm leaving. And I'm sitting there with my, my, my thumb in my mouth, right? So I had to deal with that. But I wanted to 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 be, um, that's what time we go out. Thanks, Leek. Um, <laughs> um, I, I think it's important for, for, for men when you know better, you do better. And so in these cases and why I chose to be transparent, I appreciate Leah framing it in a way where it was general, right? But I'm not ashamed to say that that was absolutely how I would handle certain occasions if she went out. Um, because now hearing this because i don't know if i've ever framed it in that way at all but now i can be like holy shit so i was you know what i'm saying and then you're more intentional moving forward on what those things 
to look like, mm -hmm. right? And now if I do that again, I know exactly what I'm doing. And that's a whole other conversation. Um, so anyway, so Shakira, your go on um, abusive actions and how to identify him and all that stuff. Oh, I'm, I mean, well, so I'm not in a relationship. So I'm looking at the uh, red flags or, uh, you know, wanting to know what I'm doing, calling the constant where you at with and why you didn't answer your phone. Um, why, why I called you so many times. Those are immediate red flags. Um, right. Um, you, oh, I don't like this friend. They met you with this friend. They liked the friend when they met you. Now they don't like the friend because the friend might know who they really are. Those are all red flags. Um, you know, and then also too, for me, I, if you start talking about your baby mama and, and the last girl and it, it's all negative, that's a red flag for me. <laughs> like, uh, th those are red flags. And so everybody's different. And so, I don't know. I'm 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 a different type of person, so um, I, I don't know. It it all varies. Um, I if we had some certain circumstances, I can be able to say yes, red flags. But I think anything that changes who you are in order to be with somebody, I think what I'm going to say and into here is um, if you have to justify your relationship with the individual, whether it's a male or a female, that is a red flag because you yourself know that there's something not right about this relationship but you know he buys me things or we be going out or you know we you know we've been intimate you're justified and i say that with any if you ever have to justify why you interact with me in any way i am begging you to <laughs> because once we have to do that then there's no real relationship relationship so that's with anyone if you have by a relationship you need to really consider letting it well and in the words of the famous madonna because i love this record i mean it's a record called justify my love so i always want leah to justify my love you know what i'm saying because that's just what and i'm, I'm being silly i no, um, in a safe space cool right you because because i you gotta have my back when i'm not in the room right in this relationship but when you're justifying behaviors that are not conducive to something safe and, and healthy, yeah, no, you you gotta you gotta step away from that. I do know that sometimes you get a relationship and it's going good, and somebody might be like, oh, I don't like him for you, but their reason don't got nothing to do with anything that's concerning. So yeah, d d justify my love there. <laughs> hey, mm -mm. Have my back and be like, girl, uh, uh, no, that ain't it. <laughs> All right, so um, in closing statements, not that we're in court, um, but closing statements that um, are takeaways that you want people to leave with, um, um, anything at all. I guess respecting your, I just saw this a little while ago and I wrote it down, respect yourself enough to walk away even when it hurts. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes away with nothing. And that's okay. Um, I can attest to having to start all over more than a handful of times and how embarrassing and burdensome and all the things. But that freedom of knowing you did it by yourself and you stayed 10 toes down on your own, that's, that's something that nobody could ever take from you. And so I think knowing yourself enough to know your boundaries and how to set them and when to set them 
and when to be freely okay with that love thing and when to hold back and you know all the it's it's knowing that but for me i think the best part of my survivorship is the village that i have around me everybody deserves that and i know it's a privilege for some of us who have it but find your village find your village um and really you know harness that because whether it's a constant check-in or it's a every now and again you you that that does something to the psyche especially when you have gone through trauma to to any extent um knowing that you got that somebody you can call in a time of need um so i will say that is is finding your village and really respecting yourself enough to know that you got it you got to do that inner work because then people cannot dangle anything above your head because you've done the work and it doesn't it's not perfect you're not it, it's not going to make you you know 10 steps ahead of them you, you're not better than them you're not on this pedestal you just owning your shit and you wearing it and you are who you are and that's okay um and i i say that because i am learning to do every day every day um i'm learning to really love myself enough to be cool with not being cool with certain people or, or just setting boundaries and so i think that's a saving grace that some people need to really and really start to practice yes um and just i mean you pretty much put everything out there so i would just add just a little bit of this is just um just thinking about my childhood and thinking about um you know, when I first started dating, how, you know, if you didn't have no money, you mm. couldn't have no my time. Okay. No, um, no money, no honey. No, you wasn't getting the honey either. I was queen of the dry hump, so. Oh, don't I know. Oh, you know. <laughs> Move on, Lynn. Move but, on. But if you, if you didn't have anything of value, monetary value for me, then you wasn't, you wasn't getting my time. Right. Um, and I, you know, when I had my girls, it was very, when I had my first child, I, it was very important for me to just give her lived experiences, show her, um, you know, just that there's more to life than just having something pretty, right? Or something, you know, something that of high value, right? Like you are the value, you are the prize, right? Understand who you are, what your self what your self worth looks like and feels like understand how to love yourself enough to know that when you are in a situation that that's not it and 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 love yourself enough to to walk away right um and that's it i think that's all i would add and i wanted to just give um cc we see you um i'll just leave it at that um and ran on a beat because again i i believe it's intent it's important for men to be intentional in these spaces he shared i always tell my wife to be your authentic self and i will be who my authentic self flaws and all to see if our frequency aligns mm. i think that's that's well put um all right so i don't have um we definitely went over but i honestly wanted this to be organic and not be you know um but you know i want to kind of wind down and go to bed and and i'm gonna request for leah to like you know give me a foot rub and you know what i'm saying so i want to try to wrap up 
Um, look at Shakira's <laughs> face. So look at Shakira's, look at Shakira's face. Look at Leah's face because clearly that's not happening. So that's fine. I'll soak in the bathtub. Um, anyway, um, Shakira, can you give out your, your socials and handles? And they'll be in this live anyway. But just so people can get a hold of you. Yeah. Um, you can follow us at, on Facebook, Shakira Story, Domestic Violence Consultant and Coaching. On Instagram, it is Shakira Story underscore DVCC. Uh, you can email me at Shakira at ShakiraStory.org, um, or you can call us at 857-236-7996. I also want to put out there, Daniel, the uh, the number for the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which is 1-800-799-7223. The National Sexual Assault Hotline, which is 1-800-656-4673. And then locally, uh, SafeLink, which is 877-785-2020. Because also, too, it is important for that goodness of fit when it comes to support systems in reference to um, seeking support from a domestic violence or sexual assault um, victimization. Because what happens is you are giving of yourself and starting a process that is a long I know what that means. Got a phone call? No, my phone. But anyway, I just want to say to those who are listening, who are hopefully you found some sort of um, answer to whatever it is you might have been thinking about, or hopefully giving you some another push uh, to continue to advocate, whether on behalf of yourself or others. But also, too, that you see that there is hope on the other side of abuse with myself and Leah and also with the support of Daniel. Um, and so I say that to say that we are really in this together. There's no one person who is separate from the issue. And so hopefully that folks are leaving tonight with some sort of um, grace. So thank you, Queens. And um, love and light to everyone out there. I always say, and it sounds cliche, but please be kind. Um, Life is hard. We are losing people every single day, it seems like. You open up your Facebook, and it's rest in peace, put name here, Mm -hmm. right? And so life is hard enough. Um, I just don't believe in in making it harder, you know what I'm saying, and and, um, just passing out trauma like candy. You know, I feel like that's just happening so much. So, um, Shakira, I always appreciate you. Um, Leah, you know, I love you for the most part. Um, and so, you know, we will, we will continue, um, to show up in spaces and be supportive and to try to, I'll speak for me to try to force course correction. Um, because again, there's so many different aspects to this. Um, and I believe as men, it's important to show up sometimes just to be in solidarity and to be quiet. You don't have to take the microphone and be the loudest one in the room, but then there are times where you do need to be the loudest one in the room. So, um, again, thank you everyone. I know the framing of this was Cassie and Diddy, which we did address, but to Shakira's point, there are people exactly 
you know, and there are people that's on this live that are dealing with that in real time. And so that's what this live was more for. And so, you know, this was my attempt of putting the medicine, the candy and, you know, packaging it up. So thank you all again. And um, good night. Be well. And God bless everyone. Bye. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Of course. Wedlocked and loaded. Well, 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 locked and loaded.